0: Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Kerriger. It's great to be back with you folks on this 179th uh, podcast. And we're in the Book of Psalms. So we've been, we've been actually calling this study... Um, a study of uh, songs in the night or songs when it's dark, when darkness is all around us. And actually, uh, Stephanie actually sang A Light from Heaven a minute ago. And, uh, and, uh, but anyway, we just want to continue uh, to have you look up some of these songs. So a lot of you ask about A Light from Heaven potentially. If that's the case, just go in and type Stephanie Westco and Family on your Google search, A Light from Heaven, and you'll hear Stephanie sing that song, professionally recorded, and produced by yours truly. So anyway, <laughs> there was a guy there who did the actual music stuff. I just sat there and looked good. I, I, I was there just to look good.
1: You were strong moral support, let me tell you.
0: Yeah, and I was the writer of a lot of this stuff. We wrote together. You were? Yeah. 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 So now I feel better about that. So Stephanie, catch us up. What's going on <laughs> with the Wesco worship team? What's going on with you? Are you doing okay?
1: I'm doing pretty well, Doug. Um, Staying busy could use a lot more sleep. Five to six hours is not cutting it right now, but yeah, oh, yeah. Thankful for all the ways God's good to me,
0: and He's He's so good to me, and and uh, God's been so good to me. And I, I could write a song entitled God's Been Good to Me, but I think someone else already did
1: it. I was going to say, there already is one that pretty much is that exact same word, wording out of the gate.
0: And I'm It's like that song we did, uh, Steadfast Christian Soldier. What do we name that song?
1: Serve oh. Worthy Christian Soldier. Serve Worthy,
0: because we were going to name it like uh, Christian Soldier or Soldier or something. Someone else had already taken that name like the month before. Completely different songs, by the way, but I think we did the right thing, though I still am hurting a little bit over that song, just to be honest with you, I miss that we didn't get the name of that. song. I love the song. Do you remember that song, Stephanie? Okay, so Stephanie's gonna go ahead and sing this awesome song that the the uh, chorus for. Us. So if you'd go ahead and sing that, Stephanie.
1: All right. A Christian soldier serves his Lord with all of his might. He hides within his heart Bible truths for the fight. He never asks for trouble, he never seeks out pain. He marches for his Savior, trusting him alone for gain. God will use him if he's willing to put aside his pride. The foe already conquered, four soldiers on God's side. Serve worthy Christian soldier, be ready for the fight. Your leader is all-powerful, his ways are always right.
0: Wow, that was wonderful. Well, here we are in Psalm 2, and we're gonna, we gonna—we have to be Christian soldiers. We have to serve worthy. We have to step up. We're going to see in, uh, uh, here in Psalm number 2 uh, that we have to serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling, and uh, that we have to break through with a rod of iron. Folks, we need to be Christian soldiers, but we want to talk about the heathen, and I want you to know that Stephanie has some good analogies of why the heathen rage. So we're gonna we're gonna hear that in just a little bit. We were talking about that just about five minutes ago as we prepared for this podcast. And and we're glad to be with you on this Wednesday morning. We're thrilled. The sun is shining, God's been good to us. Why do the heathen rage is how Psalm two begins, and the people imagine a vain thing. And I wanna stop right here, Stephanie, and say, Why do the heathen rage?
1: Well, I think they rage first of all because they hate having a God who rules in the affairs of men. They hate having anyone who would dare to contradict them and their agenda. From where I sit, that's why I see the heathen rage. And because anger and rage is a part of man without God. We look at Cain and how he was the third person to ever live. And he killed his brother. Wow. Um, You talk about rage. That is, that's what, that's what rage is. It leads to death. It leads to bloodshed. And, um, I've experienced rage. Yeah. Um, from people who have called themselves Christians who would, and who would even in a public setting look like amazing, godly leaders in a church or whatever, And it doesn't matter who's involved in rage, it is evil, it is satanic, and um, I don't care if if someone calls themselves a Christian or not, if they live a life that is filled with rage and that anger and that spirit of um, it's my way or else, it's a spirit that cries out that I'm in charge of my own destiny, I am my, my own God. Yeah, Um, that's the range I see here.
0: And that's sad. That's sad. And look what it says here, Stephanie, in verse number two, it says, then the kings says the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us break their uh, their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath, and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion? I will declare the decree. The Lord has said unto thee, Thou hast my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, in the uttermost parts of the earth for for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings, he instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry, and ye perish from that way. When his wrath is kindled but a little, blessed are all they that put their trust in him. So he's going on. And, you know, right away, Stephanie, he's saying the kings of the earth, they get together and and they slam them. They talk against them. Uh, and, boy, haven't we seen that, especially in the East yeah. and all these wars and all these battles. And even, you know, people who've called themselves the president of the United States, especially in, in, in our lifetimes, have... Uh, some have fallen far away from God. And uh, I mean, what does it mean that, that how is this happening that these kings are falling away from God?
1: Well, I think it's, again, it's a mindset of, I am in charge of my own destiny, and there's no sense of submission to God as an authority. And um, we, we see this going on right now in our own country.
0: Oh, terrible.
1: With um, politicians and different, I don't want to name names, but it's, it, there's very clearly those who are seeking to exalt themselves above God. Um, they don't even try to hide the fact that they hate God. They hate his laws. They hate his ways. They hate the principles of his word on which this country was founded. And. They do counsel together against God. And we see the spirit of let us break their bands ascender and cast away their cords from us. Yeah. And this is against Jehovah. You know, they're specifically taking counsel against Jehovah and against his anointed, who is the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, and, it's terrible. Yeah.
1: Yes, and and we're seeing this. And this obviously was going on even back in David's day where there was kings that were exalting themselves, seeking to exalt themselves above God and who he was. And um, what the comfort that's going to come here is the fact that God is not sitting idly by. And, you know, I think there's some times when we as Christians need to read our Bibles and look at what God says he will do. And take God at his word and claim his promises and live by those promises and look to God in ways that perhaps we've never had before in our lifetime because everything depends on it. Yeah. And um, I think of that when I come to verse 4 and 5. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. And God doesn't take it lightly when rulers and kings exalt themselves above him. And, you know, I'm very thankful right now that we have a president who has been so outspoken for who God is.
0: Yeah. And that he
1: is unashamed he is unashamed of standing with Christians. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that he's willing to to humble himself in that way. And, and let me and let me, that he,
0: and let me interject something right here. Yeah. If you're a Christian and and you can vote for a a baby killing uh, non Christian yeah. going, you need to get your heart right with God. I'm just that's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not mentioning any names. I'm just telling yeah. you we have a responsibility to God. We've got somebody right. who's standing for God's people. We have somebody who's standing for life. Uh, the yes. life of these unborn babies. And uh, le- that doesn't happen all the time. And yep. uh, and so we need to understand, we need to realize where we are in this whole thing. And, and I'll tell you where we are. Uh, we're in a position where this is a really important election. This is a really okay. significant election. And uh, no, I didn't mean, I know you're still on four and five, and I was, I was getting ready to get to six and seven, because I kind of wrote a song when we, you and I were uh, you and I were part of this song, but I wrote it a year or so before I knew you uh, uh, coming up. So, but anyway, Stephanie. So you're talking about uh, we finally have a president. We finally have yes. someone in place. Why do you think it is that there are Christians that that just uh, they don't buy it? They don't. They don't. Uh, they don't believe that that Trump is what he is. Why, why do you think that happens? Well, I
1: think it's because we go back to chapter one. Yeah, And I think we have a lot of Christians who are seeking to walk in the council of the ungodly and stand in the way of sinners and sit in the seat of the scornful. Yeah, And when that's where you're choosing to live, you will think like the ungodly, the sinners, and the scornful. And I don't care if you call yourself a Christian. If that's where you're hanging out, that's what you will act like, and that is what your belief system will be. And I'm sorry if you can trash a president who is unashamedly willing to say that our nation is a nation under God. You know, those are just two words. Well, those are the two of the most powerful words the most powerful man in the world can say is that I, I am the president of a nation who is under God.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And that is what that's what. David is talking about here is that there are kings of the earth and there are rules, rulers taking counsel together and saying, we don't want to be under God. And we are seeing this lived out right now, Doug. We are seeing rulers who shake their fist at the fact that we are a nation under God. I know. And so to me, this is a very serious chapter chapter because um, God's given us a responsibility we're going to see here towards the end of this chapter of the role we play in all of this. And as we pray for our leaders and as we pray for those that are in authority over us, the second Timothy exhorts us to this chapter comes into play, but God doesn't take that shaking of the fist lightly. And are we willing to go to God and say, God, would you have them in derision? Would you, would you open their eyes to the truth of the gospel that they would understand the severity of what they're doing when they shake their fist in the face of Almighty God. Yeah. And it should cause us, as the end of this chapter will say, to serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. It should cause us to get on our faces before God and plead with Him for our nation, for our rulers, for our president, for our congressmen, for everyone who is in authority over us. It yeah. should cause us to get on our face and beg God for them.
0: Yeah. No, I agree, and I I think you know taking this psalm and going down a couple more verses as she finished uh, five, but we should be we should be lifting up those and honestly just to uh, for you know just to fully let you know where we're at in time as we record this podcast, uh, President Trump is in the hospital right now with COVID nineteen, and so that's really strongly on our hearts right now. We're in the midst of this election cycle and. And uh, so just for full disclosure, you know, he went in the hospital yesterday, which would have been Friday. We're actually recording this on a Saturday. And uh, so we really need to be praying all the time. Uh, We forget just how important he's been in churches and Christians' life. We were going down a wrong road, folks. Uh, We were going far away from God. But look what it says here in verse number six. Yeah, have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion? I will declare the decree the Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son; in this day have I begotten thee. And uh, we see the first steps. My Bible has the keys to Jesus. Uh, we see the first keys here in the Book of Psalms. And uh, as we go on, it says, "Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possessions. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them." in pieces like a potter's vessel. And what is a potter's vessel? And uh, when you think of that, that's a potter being somebody who would plant, I believe, right, Stephanie? Somebody who's planting, somebody who's... Uh,
1: no, a potter, I think a potter's vessel, makes, that's someone who yeah. yeah, that works with clay and is forming, you know, they form those vessels that are...
0: You're you know, right.
1: Back in this day, they would have used those potter's vessels you know, they would have been anything from a little pot to something that held, like the pots that Jesus, you know, that the water was turned into wine. Yeah. Um, into that grape juice at that wedding feast of Cana. Those those pots were massive. So you have this wide range, you know, range of variety. But I think that's the kind of pot they're ta- that he's talking about there.
0: I think so, too. You know, what do you call a hairy gardener?
1: A hairy gardener? Yeah, it's a riddle. You know, I'm gonna be like, "How did I not get that?" But
0: my brain is drawing a blank. Harry Potter. See, that's what messed me up was that joke. I've been waiting to use oh that joke my all day, word. Oh I, oh. My Harry Potter. I'm sorry, man. I was just, I've been holding off on that joke all day. I tried to put it in the right <laughs> place, and I ended up missing what a Potter was because of it. And uh, but anyway, if we look, if we go on, she'll dash them in pieces like a Potter's vessel. Our youngest son, Daniel Carragher. Um, he, uh, He loved doing pottery. He loved doing potter work at college and he was able to take an elective his senior year of college. And actually, I think his last two semesters, he had two electives where he made beautiful pottery. And he learned how to throw it and just made beautiful pottery. And But when something didn't come out right, they just crash it and start again. It's just, uh, that's what they're talking about there. Then in 10, it says, be wise now, therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and ye perish from the way. When his wrath kindled but a little, blessed are all they that put their trust in him. And, you know, a kissing the sun was a, was a term uh, that people use. It was something that they did in that day. Uh, it, was, uh, it was an act of homage or submission. And, uh, but, you know, as we go through this and we, start, we started talking about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And, but, you know, there's actually instruction in here for kings and judges. He's saying, all you kings and all you who judge the earth, you better be serving God with fear and trembling. That's what the Bible's saying. You know, you better do this. So coming out of Psalm 1, getting to this place where it's saying, you better do this, you know. And and then what you were talking about in verses 4 through 6, I believe they were mocking the Lord. And what does it tell us in Galatians? God is not mocked. Yeah. God is not. not, Our God will not be mocked. And, And folks, some of us may think we're mocking God. Some of us may think we're past these things, but we're not. And uh, you know what was funny is I just, uh, looking at a comparison here, I'm in uh, Acts number 4, chapter 4, verse number 25, who by mouth of thy servant David has said, why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? So here we are talking about this psalm in the books of Acts and and, uh, imagine or plot vain things or, you know, actually talking about going out there and Doing things to God's people, and that's happening. Yeah. Stephanie, we've seen these Coptic Christians yeah. uh, be killed over there in Egypt. We've seen people. Uh, that young lady, oh God forbid, over there, the way they held her hostage and abused her and killed her. That missionary lady. We've uh, sadly, we're seeing this come to, come alive now. Where we're seeing these terrible things and. And uh, and then on 7-9, you know, it talks about that victory. And uh, for those of you who don't know, I wrote a song called The Holy Hill. And and uh, at that time, uh, actually, Debbie, Stephanie, and I were going through the book of Psalms at night. And uh, um, we were trying to look for a name. And, and Stephanie said to me that her niece said, you use that term, Holy Hill. And in uh, the night before that, we were just studying the Holy Hill, talking about the victory that comes from Christ. And and uh that was just such awesomeness and and uh uh, and and i think it's talking about here in in 10 through 12 i think we see the voice of a holy spirit in our hearts and we should serve the lord and you know there's so much in every one of these psalms stephanie there's so much we could probably go on forever but the practical what's the practical with a couple minutes left what's the practical takeaway from psalm number two
1: When I come away from Psalm number two, um, and obviously this is all fresh in my heart, we just came through a serious two-hour prayer session with our church, seeking the Lord's face and um, just lifting up many, many burdens to Him for our country right now. But as I as I think of these chapters, I'm reminded of the role God's given me. as a child of God, you know, he's put me for such a time as this, where he has me. And when I think of, you know, someone in high authority who did just this, I think of Esther. Mm. And Esther was put in a position where she was in the midst of a situation that looked hopeless. Yeah, She was in the midst of a situation where many around her in government positions hated God. I mean, look at Haman. <laughs> yeah, He was the prime minister and, and was an evil, evil, wicked man who had yeah. planned successfully the demise of of Esther and the Jewish people. And there are so many today who have carefully and perhaps perfectly planned the demise and the um, defeat of those who are seeking to serve God. Yeah. And I think of our Vice President, and mm. the clear heart he has of serving the Lord with fear.
0: And I got to pray and with him the other night with, on the phone. Yes,
1: sir. Yeah. Yes, And so we see both sides of this chapter being lived out before us. And I go before God and say, God, what's my role in this? And God takes me back to Second Timothy 1. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, prayers, supplications, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, for all that are in authority that we may lead quiet and peaceable lives in all godliness and honesty for this is acceptable and well-pleasing in the sight of god and that's where god brings me back to doug is that my job is to humble myself before him to seek his face because that's the only way if i turn from my wicked ways that's the only way god can start healing my nation is starting with me and then that god is looking for us to stand in the gap god's God talked about Ezekiel that he looked, he sought for a man. That doesn't mean he just looked. That means he was searching. Yeah, he was searching for one man that would stand in the gap for their nation that he would not destroy. And he at that time couldn't find an Esther. Mm. He couldn't find a Joseph. He couldn't find a Daniel. He could find no one. And the next verse says, "Therefore." will I destroy you? Therefore, will I bring judgment upon you? And the call, the cry of my heart has God, I want to be someone who's standing in the gap and doing whatever it is you want for me to do for the souls of my countrymen and for the soul of my country as a whole. And so that's where this this chapter leaves me is with that heart cry.
0: I I think it does. I, I think that's the practical side. That's our responsibility. That's our call. That's our command. That's where we need to go. You know, we need to finish this podcast and realize it doesn't matter. The PTSD doesn't matter. The hurting hearts doesn't matter. The not feeling good doesn't matter. We have a responsibility to be all in. And and, and you were quoting that verse. I love one of my memory verses. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, which you said, and turn from their wicked ways then will I hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. I hope I didn't get that wrong in yeah. there somewhere, but you know what? We, there's only one way to do it, and it was right here in Psalm 2. We need to get right with God. Our kings need to be serving the King of kings, the, the God of God, the Savior, everything. Wow, that's good stuff. Listen, we love yeah. you folks. There's nothing more important to make it sure. What's the most important thing, Stephanie, that we do daily on this podcast?
1: Well, we ask God that every person who listens to this podcast would know 100% sure that they are on their way to heaven, that they have accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior from their sin.
0: Yeah. So listen really close right now. We want to tell you a little bit about that. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. One of the more exciting things about our ministry is being able to tell people how they can know for sure they're saved and believe in Jesus Christ and spend eternity in heaven. The Bible tells us there's four things we need to know to be saved. The first thing it tells us is we're all sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous. It says that everybody in the world is a sinner. The second thing that the Bible teaches us is there's a price on sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The third thing and the good news that the Bible teaches us today is it says, but God commendeth his love toward us. While we were yet sinners, before we were even born, Christ died for us. So we can know we're a sinner, we can know there's a price on sin, but thank God that Christ died for us. Then the Bible says we must speak it in our mouth and believe it in our heart, that all we need to do is pray to God, believe it in our heart, that Christ has died for our sins and ask him to save us in Jesus Christ's name. And you know what, folks, he will. If we can do anything to help you in that area, please send us a message. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at
1: WoundedSpirits.com.